you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. I am so honored by our special guest today. We have Ann Warner, the CEO of REN, that's Women's Rights and Empowerment Network. Uh, Ann, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Jada. Wow, well, it's it's such a it's a big week. It's a really big week. Um, but before we get into that and, and talking through a really important subject, I want you just to tell us a little bit more about REN. Sure. Well, REN is a statewide nonprofit organization. Our mission is to build a movement to advance the health, economic well-being, and rights of women, girls, and their families in South Carolina. So we work on that mission by advocating for better policies um, at the State House here in South Carolina with Congress up in D.C., And we work with organizations, business leaders, advocates, community leaders across the state to find solutions to help us overcome a lot of the barriers that keep South Carolina from being as equitable, as healthy, and as prosperous as it could be. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for all the work that that Ren does. I'm thanking you as a female, as a business owner, and as a minority in South Carolina, but also, you know, on behalf of my family and being married to uh, a woman as well. So thank you so much for everything that you do and your organization does. And I, and why you're a very special guest is because Equal Pay Day is coming up, coming up on Wednesday. And so I know that Ren is doing a great deal. You have an action-packed week. And I really want to hear a little bit more actually about some of the, the items that you have planned, but then also for our listeners that are tuning in being like, I've never heard of Equal Pay Day. So, so what is that? Yes. So Equal Pay Day is a year that's recognized around the country. This is a national event. It is March 24th, 2021. And what Equal Pay Day recognizes is the day into the year that the average woman would have had to work to make what the average man made up in the year prior. So in other words, the average woman has to work an extra three months to earn what a man made in that previous year. Wow. Months compared to 12 months. And this is just a way of saying this isn't fair. Why are we still doing this? Haven't we been talking about this for decades now? I mean, uh, people who've been around for a while, some of our, our, our elders, they have. They've been talking about this. They've been fighting about it for decades. And it's amazing that we have to keep talking about it, but we we do because not only is the pay gap still with us, it has barely budged in the last 20 years or so. And South Carolina has one of the biggest pay gaps by gender and by race in the entire country. So it's really important that we stop what we're doing, that we talk about this, that we talk about not only the fact that it's a problem, but talk about the fact that it's, it's a problem we can fix. Absolutely. And everything that you're doing to raise awareness around those gender pay gap. Do you want to just briefly highlight on some of the activities that you have this week? 
Yes, yes. So we have um, a lot of different ways of engaging and educating our network and some of the experts that, that we're lucky to work with. So we will have a Facebook Live event this week with Sheila Willis, an employment attorney and uh, expert on all things employment law and pay equity. And she is going to talk to us about what the current law in South Carolina and in the United States tells us we can and can't do as employers. And she's also going to talk about what are the things that we can be doing that go beyond what current law requires us to do. How can we be more proactive as employers in closing the pay gap? And then we are also going to be having a conversation with Representative Wendy Brawley, who is in the South Carolina House of Representatives, talking about a bill that Wren has been working on and that Representative Brawley is the lead sponsor of that would improve the law in South Carolina to help prevent and address pay gaps. And then we're going to have a lot of really cool social media events to bring people's attention to the huge pay gaps and in different ways and give people a chance to make their perspectives heard on on why this exists and and what it's going to take to close the gaps. I totally that's that's awesome. That's phenomenal. I cannot wait to participate. We're sharing this with our our clients and you know obviously on this this podcast as well. But this isn't just an individual issue though. Like this is an issue mm-hmm. where as individuals, as professionals, and as employers that we need to gain more awareness around, but also to take action. And so this right. really could be an overwhelming topic, though, you know, for employers. And, and I, you know, I work with so many clients, you know, across the state as well. But, you know, I know, and I want to tell you briefly about what occurred recently whenever I was working with an executive hiring a high level leader leadership position is that, you know, we had several candidates, but I noticed that the female candidates and then the senior leader I was working with was a male, but the female candidates, he kept suggesting and saying something like, well, I wonder what they're making now, or I bet that we can really talk them down. And and I noticed that there was a difference between how we were treating the male candidates versus the female candidates. But I do think that that's not something that he thought about. I mean, I literally think it was an an unconscious decision that I had to bring to his attention as well. And so I thought that that was, you know, just interesting and just thinking through our discussion, but these are things that we have to, we have to stop and think through what are our practices and what are our policies from a Willis HR standpoint. Now, of course, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking from the HR standpoint, but guiding employers on one simple step is start Stop asking. Well, start right now with stop asking about salary history, right? We should be focused on in in positions and hiring folks. We should be focused on the qualifications, the responsibilities, the knowledge, obviously internal pay bands if they're created, but then also a market analysis. Um, And I just want to make sure that, you know, I did the right thing. You, You agree with that, Ann Warner. Is that correct? I do agree with that. And I think you make a lot of good points with that example, because it's rare that an employer is intentionally discriminating yes. in the way that they recruit, hire, or compensate their employees or otherwise treat their employees. Right. They are probably not setting out to systematically discriminate against women or people of color or people with disabilities 
they are subject to biases, though, that we all are, and that we have to create tools and systems to help correct our biases. First of all, to understand that we have them and what their impact can be on our workforce, but then adopt new practices that can um, help to correct and stop them from taking place. So yes, asking for salary history is like the best way to perpetuate discrimination because you're asking somebody who has, you know, been dealing with that throughout their career to carry it forward with them. It's like carrying this very vivid, real, uh, depiction of discrimination and you have to carry it forward from one job to the next to the next. So if we want to stop just, you know, um, requiring people to carry past discrimination with them, one really good way is to stop asking them for their salary history. And it also is, I think, as an employer, a better way to be clear about defining what you need value and how to appropriately compensate someone for the work that you're asking them to do. Not just seeing how little you can get them for, but seeing how, how can you match up what you need with the appropriate compensation? Because when you do that, not only are you going to hopefully get somebody who wants to come work for you, but they're going to want to stay if they feel like their work is being valued. Exactly. But you mentioned something that's really important. It's about the compensation structure that works for you. So mm-hmm. so I think another thing, and this is also what Willis HR is doing for several clients, I'm really thankful over the last, I would say, four to six months, we've gotten so many inquiries for pay audits, compensation benchmarking, you know, developing uh, pay bands, pay ranges, that sort of thing. So, but that's the next step is you can say all day long, well, you know, I, we're, we're paying a lot, right? We're paying competitive, competitively, but do you know do you actually know where you stand right now as an internal marker and looking at pay equity? But then also, are you doing a, a benchmarking analysis? Now, and this isn't something I don't recommend it being conducted internally. I do recommend a third party doing this because, again, we can we can impose our own biases and, and other issues in the in the fold. But I think that is the next step. Would you say and kind of thinking through, yes, we can look at our recruiting practices, even how we're developing the the job opening and job description, but then also we need to have the appropriate pay ranges that make sense for that position and also hopefully are competitive from a, you know, local and industry standard. Yes. And that is what Willis HR Group helped us to do because we knew that, you know, myself as a CEO and and along with my board and, and the staff of REN, we knew we had these ideals and values related to equity, but we also knew that we didn't quite have the structure in place to be able to show that we were living those values in the way that we intended to. So Willis yeah. HR was really helpful in, 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 in doing taking those steps that we needed to, to set up that framework and be sure that we could explain that to the team so that everybody could get it, could understand it and, and know where they fall within it and feel like they are being treated fairly and equitably on the job, which really everybody should feel that way. But in, in many, many workplaces, it's still very murky and mm-hmm. people are not 
quite sure why they're being paid what they're being paid. That's right. And so also, if you are being more transparent about even your pay ranges, it actually helps uh, from an employee perspective, see that there is growth potential, that there are opportunities. And so that's another win of being a little bit more transparent whenever it comes to, you know, your compensation pay ranges. Yeah. And there have been studies that show that um, employers who provide that kind of transparency, they have work employees who are more productive um, and who are also more likely to stay. So it, it makes a lot of sense from just a bottom line business case as well. We are all, we know how hard it is to hire and you know, people and keep people. Yeah. So yeah. this is the way to be able to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, just for fun, we're going to, we're going to post the pay equity self audit. If anyone wants to take some time doing that, but really like that's what, from a Willis HR perspective, that's whenever you're outsourcing, you know, these compensation uh, studies and benchmarking, this is an outline, but you can also see what goes into it, what questions to ask and start asking, you know, yourself and the organization. But another thing I really want to talk to you about is legislation. So I know that several states, you got excited. I love this. So, yes. <laughs> and several states have enacted pay equity laws. And so what is, what is REN hoping to achieve in South Carolina? Well, our equal pay laws need some major upgrading. So we do have in our, in our current law, um, within the human affairs law, it, it is illegal to discriminate based on um, gender, race, and other protected classes. However, it is really easy to get around that. Currently, there are a lot of ways that that employers can claim a lot of other defenses for unequal pay. The, the loopholes are gigantic, and it leaves employers employees really, really vulnerable to discrimination and leaves them with very little recourse if they feel that they have been discriminated against. And it's also not very clear for employers. Again, I want to be clear that I'm an employer. I'm an advocate, but I'm also an employer. And so I think when the law is clear about the fact that pay differentials need to be based on business-related factors, it's just helpful. It clarifies what we need to be doing to, to keep our work, our workforce treated fairly and to keep different workplaces, you know, more competitive with one another. So that's one facet of the law that we'd like to be improved is that simply speaking, that pay differentials should be based on business-related factors. And they should not be based on gender, race, age, religion, ethnicity, or other protected classes. Mm -hmm. Also, we'd like to see what we just talked about, salary history, become actually not something that you're legally allowed to ask an applicant during, during the application process. We've just talked about the reasons why that I makes totally agree. Yeah. And um, so the law that the piece of legislation that is it, at the state house right now that has been introduced at the state house would also make asking for um, salary history illegal. It would also require employers to post some kind of wage or salary range with a job posting. 
again, that's the next level of transparency around pay ranges that helps and in, in improve negotiating on both sides of the negotiating table, I would argue. And then finally, it makes it so that you can't retaliate against somebody who has initiated a claim of discrimination or has even talked about their pay within the workplace. So that is an important feature because sometimes people fear for their jobs if they talk about what they're paid within that workplace. And so this, this law would make that an illegal practice, which also just makes sense. We shouldn't be you know, intimidating our, our employees um, about talking about what they earn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I completely agree. The, the, there is some good news there where, from a pay perspective, it could be covered under the National Labor Relations Act as, um, you know, protected activity if you are discussing pay. However, there needs to be something that all of these pieces are very important. And I'm coming from the HR perspective, a, a business owner perspective. And then, you know, previously understanding it from even the employee perspective. So all sides, it provides a level of structure for the business. And of course, yes, we're going to maintain more more consistency and hoping to just alleviate some of these inequities. But also just what other, I think, benefits from an employer perspective? I think it's really just focusing on how to uh, recruit. I think you can attract uh, better caliber of candidates and then, and then hopefully retain that workforce as well. And then leading to higher levels of productivity. But I guess anything else that I'm, I may have missed there? Well, I think that we all want to work for a company where we feel it, it is aligned with our values and that is on the right track in terms of trying to make the, the, the communities that we live in better off. And so when, for me personally, I think the kind of employee uh, companies that I want to shop at, that I want to do business with, that I want to, you know, give my my time or my money are those that are showing and demonstrating really clearly through their policies, through their statements, and through the way that they do business, that they value equity, that they value the people that work for them, and that they're showing that by adopting um, strong pay equity practices. And I think we see a lot of companies moving in that direction. And legislation can be one really crucial tool and and moving them along more quickly. And that's why Ren is advocating for this uh, legislation. And that is a really important tool. And at the same time, there's a lot of employers can be doing on their own voluntarily. Absolutely. Business, good for their employees and ultimately good for the bottom line. I couldn't agree with you more, Ann Warner. And I appreciate you and all the great work with your team. You have a phenomenal team. And is there is there anything else that that we should be doing this week? You know, I, I've seen something about wearing red on Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah. Are we doing yes. this? Absolutely. Wear red to show that, uh, you know, unfortunately, we're still in the red. Uh, women and people of color who are who are not making what 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 we deserve or not making an equitable wage. And then for people to tune in to the events that we're hosting, you can always go back to our Facebook page and catch them later. My dog has a lot to say. Dog agrees. This is a very important topic. We need all hands on deck, all paws on deck too. Yeah, she's she's very vocal. Two additional resources I want to mention. <laughs> 
your dog hears my dog. It's a chorus. Everybody's feeling it. A couple of resources on our website. First one, go to Ren's um, Action Center, our legislative agenda, and we have information on the Act to Establish Pay Equity, bipartisan legislation. There's a petition you can sign um, to be in support of that. And also, we have a new resource that you helped us with, Jada. It is a two-page document that is within our Power Up Your Workplace series, and it has some practical tips and tools for what employers can be doing within their workplaces to address and close the wage gap. So hopefully we can provide links to those somewhere on, on your, your podcast. Uh, yeah, it'll be in the description. And we'll actually, so yeah, once you um, click on the podcast, you actually see all these links in the description. It's also going to be um, at willishr.com under podcast. And so all of these great resources, I encourage every employer and every individual to check them out. And let's all let's all do our part, not just this week, but every day in closing and closing the gap. So thank you so much for being here. So I usually say I want you to get the very best sleep tonight. But as you're laying your head down, I want you to think about the gender and pay gaps that are occurring in South Carolina and then call Willis HR, reach out to Ren for resources. And then we hope you get the very best.